Today's episode is sponsored by By Heart, which is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. In our house, we never skim on family time together on the weekends. Instead of racing around crazy, we prioritize time at home, time to relax, time to do fun, crazy things that we wouldn't have ordinarily. And you know who else doesn't skim? By heart. By heart is the only American-made infant formula with globally sourced ingredients to use organic, grass-fed whole milk without a drop of skim. Whole milk is full of healthy fats like naturally occurring MFGM, which play an important role in baby's brain development and growth. Are you curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with codename Zibby20 for a limited time. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings, but this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Sarah Gelman is the editorial director for Books at Amazon, where she leads a team of editors who hand-selects books to help customers find their next great read. And today, she is sharing with us Amazon's best books of the year as selected by the Amazon Book Review. These are the top 10 reads. Sarah also hosts Sarah Selects Book Club. She's a regular guest on CBS Mornings and has appeared on The View, Good Morning America, and Access Daily to share her book recommendations. She hosts Amazon Live Conversations and led strategic communications for many teams at Amazon, including Books Prime, the launch of physical stores, and the acquisition of Whole Foods. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so excited to talk to you again. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's time for the best books of the year already. What What is going on? Time is flying. I don't know. I can't believe it's November. It's like my youngest son's birthday is in early November and he keeps saying, is it Thanksgiving yet? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is almost Thanksgiving. It's crazy, but here we go to the end of the year. Here I actually have this very strange habit at night during this season of the year The way that I, besides reading, which I always do, and that's the last thing I do before I go to bed. But when I get into bed, like after putting my wild children to sleep, I look at gift guides on my tablet and like every night I do a different one. So it could be like New York Times. I really like the every girl and the every mom. And I just, that's sort of my way that I relax. So I love this time of year just for my gift gift guide relaxation habit. I also love gift guides. In fact, I... I'm like, I really need to just write one. So anyway, I'm going to do one soon. I'm going to do one soon. But okay, books are obviously the best gift of all. Uh, My gift guide will include a lot of gifts, um, (laughs) of course. Okay, so what are the top 10 that you and the Amazon Book Review have come up with as the best books of the year? This is, and how do you come up with it? 
Okay. So I'll start with that. So we have just announced our best books of the year. And so this is my team. We're the books editorial team. And our role is reading books and basically highlighting them for customers so they can discover them. All of our picks are things that we love, things that we think customers will love. It's not based on sales or pre-orders or publisher money. This is really, it's purely editorial. It's, it's really what we love. And so this end of year list, we look at all of our best of the month lists that we do every month. It's usually one to 10. Sometimes it's one to 12 if it's a, if it's a huge month and we can't decide. And we look at all those lists. So, you know, 12 times the 10. And then we ask ourselves, do we miss anything this year? Because sometimes a book comes and mm-hmm. for some reason it could be because it was embargoed or because we just missed it. And then someone reads it later and they're like, oh my gosh, this book was amazing. We try not to miss anything. So we look at that full list and then we sort of go, you know, like, okay, let's start pulling in our favorite books of the year. And we always start with one to 10 and then we do 11 to 20 and then we do the rest. But the one to 20 is the really hard part. And one to 10, of course, is really, really important. So this is all the team's taste. They're books that you could, I really think the top 10 list you could give anyone and they would love it. Like all the books kind of read outside of their genre, which I think is really important. Oh, my dog is here saying hello, Joey. (laughs) Keeping it real. (laughs) Okay. So that's the process. So I need like a drum roll. There we go. Drum roll. Okay. Starting with number 10. (laughs) Okay. So number 10, this is actually an advanced copy because even though the book is out, I just don't have a finished copy of the book. So this is Small Mercies by Dennis Lehane. This is a mystery. It's set in South Boston during the 1970s. And it is sort of no holds barred, tough mom out looking for her daughter. It's very good. And this is actually a book that was on our best of the year so far list. And it's as Vanessa Cronin, who's our mystery and thriller expert on the team said, it's the mystery that we keep coming back to this year. This is her favorite mystery of the entire year. She absolutely loved this book so much that we have it on both lists. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm looking at my cheat sheet too. Okay. Number Um, nine. Okay. So I don't get the order out. Okay. So number nine, I don't have a visual of. So you will have to imagine Elon Musk's face right here. It is Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. It is the new biography that has come out all about Elon Musk. And the thing that the team loves about this book is I think we can agree that Elon Musk can be a divisive figure, but this book really paints him in a very human way. It's very balanced. It's surprising. And I think you feel you feel a lot of things and empathy is one of them. One of the things that my team felt. So Walter Isaacson, of course, is sort of like the current master of biography. I mean, he does such an amazing job with subjects. And this book is just, you know, it's so relevant for our time. So number nine. Okay. I like that. Number nine. So far, I have not read these, but okay. Number eight. Okay. Number eight is one of, this is one of my favorites on the list. It's the newest Stephen King book. If you're getting a glare here called Holly. Okay. So confession for me, I read Misery when I was a child and I don't know why, but I went to see the movie and wanted to read the book, but I'm not a Stephen King person. I didn't read all the books in between, but I read his last book, Fairy Tale. And I was really, believe it or not, Stephen King is so good. Who knew? I love that he does this thing where he just, he can write in different genres. I think I've heard from a lot of people as I've been recommending this book, oh, I don't do Stephen King. And it's like, I don't even know what that means because the last book was sort of a, 
fairy tale horror. And this book is, it's so fun. It is a mystery and it has a PI at the center of it named Holly Gibney. And she's appeared in his other books. And I can say from experience, no, you don't have to have read the other books to read this and enjoy it. But if you love Holly, she's a, she's the star of this book. And it is about, I don't want to give too much away, but it is about an elderly couple who are doing horrible things. And I think there's something so funny about like very old people doing horrible things. And it is just, I could not put this book down. It is so fun and also just sort of irreverent too. So highly recommend this book. Absolutely loved it. Okay. Okay. So that was 10, 9, 8. So now we're at 7. Okay. 7. It's The Covenant of Water. So I think a lot of people have heard of this book. It was an Oprah Book Club pick. This is, it's just, I feel like there were no words wasted in this book. It is this epic story told over three generations of people. And this family suffers from an affliction. And it it's sort of, it, it is a medical mystery. I mean, it's really a mystery, which is funny, but it's just, it has a strong female at the center of it. And it's just, you just read this book and you feel like you could fall into this world and you never want it to end. It's really, I mean, it's, a feat of literature. Just a beautiful book. I adored Cutting for Stone. And I, when I heard he had a new book coming out, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. So. Have you read this one yet? Yes. Okay. Oh, I loved it. Yes. Okay. So we're on to number six. And I want to know if you've read this book. So this is Wellness by I have not, Nathan I have Hell. not read it yet. Wellness by Nathan oh Hell. Not okay. yet. Not yet. <laughs> you need to read this. I think the thing about this book that I've been saying to people that is like so remarkable to me is... I spent the first half of this book literally laughing out loud and the second half crying. Mm. And it it's so funny and sad because it's true. And it's about a couple that meet when they're 19. They're in Chicago. They're, they're cool, hip kids. And in the present day, they're suburban parents. And they're dealing with, you know, CSAs and trying to get the great croissant before they sell out and you know all these things that are so I mean honestly relatable to my life and but it's about how their love and marriage has changed over time and also about how society has changed too so it's just it's such a clever book and I think you know it's not just for people who are parents but I do think that parents will see a lot of themselves in this book it's it's just really fun and and sad too it's sad hmm. interesting that was a great pitch yeah. You need to read it. Okay, I know. um, I have to read it. I have to read it. Yeah. Okay, I'm checking the list for... Okay, this one. Have you read this one? No. What have I been doing with all my time? I mean, I don't don't even know. I don't know. What have you been reading? This is King. It's Jonathan Eek. And this is a biography of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And yes, there are a lot of these out there. But this one, I'm going to say is really special. And I have not read every biography of King that there is. But... The thing that's really different about this, besides that it draws on unreleased facts before, so recordings from the FBI, it has an unpublished, it looks at the unpublished manuscript of his father, but it paints him not as this, you know, we put him up on this pedestal as sort of this heroic figure, and he was, but he was also a human being that had flaws. He cheated on his wife. He suffered from depression. All these things that, you know, we sort of write out And this book really brings him into a real rounded human being. And you see why he was the way that he was. And it's really, I mean, I just feel like I want to read a chapter of this every night and just kind of stay in this world. It's, I think this is the way we should teach history to kids. I mean, it's such a compelling book. 
So um, yeah, this is, and I think this is a great gift book for people too, both for, you know, young adults, also for parents. It's just, it's a great, great book. Excellent. And can be a doorstop because it's so big. Oh my God, it's so big. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of big, I'm going to do a little shift with my books here. Grab my next stack. Okay, next stack. Keep it coming. Okay, so number four is The Fourth Wing. I have I to read this. Yours. Okay, you really have to read I it. I know, I know, I know. I just read that huge profile in New York Times. And I was like, oh my Too. gosh, now I like her even more. Yeah, it's, I mean, what can I say about this book? It's sort of, it's like, to me, it's like, Hunger Games meets Game of Thrones with like steamy sex, to be honest. And I am not a fantasy person, but I also, I've read the Hunger Games and, you know, I read sort of, I would say fantasy books that are in the zeitgeist. And I was just blown away by this book. And this is my favorite part. My colleague, Cami, who is our romance expert on the team, read this book and she was so excited about the new one that is on sale now. So it came out November 7th that she said, this book ends on the craziest cliffhanger. So it is, I think it's great because there wasn't that much time between the publication of the fourth wing and then the second book. And apparently she's writing five in the series. And it is, it's a beautifully well-written book. It has that element of world building that you get in fantasies, but it also has the tropes of romance. It has the friends to lovers. It's really, I think if I'm going to generalize here, I would say like, I would give this to all the mom friends in my life in the way that like I slipped on 50 shades of gray. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the sex part is what nobody is talking about. That like, that is a huge selling point. I'm just saying. It is. People are talking. Yeah. Okay. If you want to talk about that with me after we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. We can't bubble wrap our kids to keep them safe, but we can give ourselves some peace of mind now with the Life 360 app, which I am obsessed with. I first heard about this from a girlfriend at a party who told me that this was the app to use. So I got it. And now I am obsessed. It's a family connection and safety app that lets you track the people and things that are most important to you. And it's much more than sharing location. It is about safety. It keeps families connected and protected throughout the day. Plus, it helps you find your things. So I have tiles, one of which I put on my phone, which I lose a 100 times a day, and I can find it through the app whenever I lose it. Also, it lets me put in locations of interest. So I get alerts when my kids reach school after taking the bus or when my husband gets to LA or whoever you want to track. You can do it with Life360 and feel very protected and safe and it makes life better. It makes peace of mind better. Life 360 has my family's back when they're on the road, and I can track their stuff too if I need to. Plus, of course, it's a lifeline during emergencies because you can have crash detection to know if one of the kids is in an accident and with two almost driver's license kids, that is super important to me too. So put away the bubble wrap and protect your loved ones with Life 360. Visit life360.com or download the app today and use code BOOKS, B-O-O-K-S, all caps, to get one month of the gold package for free, plus 15% off all tiles. That's life360.com, code BOOKS. Okay, so number three book, I actually don't have a physical copy of. It is The Art Thief, and I want to make sure I'm getting the author's name. So the subtitle is A True Story of Love, Crime, and a Dangerous Obsession by Michael Finkel. Okay. This is a story about 
It's Stefan Breithauser. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but he is the most prolific art thief that that we've ever seen. He is Alsatian, and he and his girlfriend at the time basically went around Europe and just stole art. Like they walked into a room and just took something off the wall, stuck it down their pants and walked out. And it is about his obsession with the world of art as objects of beauty. And unlike most art thieves who steal art and then sell it, he keeps it all and he hoards art. And this book catalogs basically everything that he's stolen and how, and then ends with what happens to him. And it is, I mean, it reads like fiction. Like you cannot believe this is true. It's sort of like Thomas Crown Affair meets Becoming Anna, the Netflix mm-hmm, series mm-hmm. that was based on the book. Like, yep. I love the Thomas this Crown is another Affair. book that I feel like you could give to anyone and they would enjoy it. It is just mm-hmm. like pure entertainment. You cannot believe what you're reading. I feel like all your books so far are very meaty. Like there's a lot there. They're not just like a quick read. Da, da, da. Like they're hefty in, in either content or emotion or something like substantial in some way. No? Yeah, I think. In the 11 to 20, we get into some lighter books. But yeah, I would say one thing when I get to our number one, that book, I think it it packs a lot. Like these are books that I feel like, I felt this about wellness. Like our reader is getting a lot for their money with this book. Like they're mm-hmm. getting in this world and they're going to live there for a long time. They're going to know all the details. And that's really satisfying to me. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, Next one. Number two, I'm really excited about because this is my November book club pick for Sarah Select. This I have it's read. The Very Pickers by Amanda Peters. This is a debut novel and also it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is about, takes starts in the 1960s and a family, an indigenous family from Canada comes to Maine to pick blueberries for the summer. And one day their four-year-old daughter disappears. And the last person to see her is her six-year-old brother. And then the story kind of takes two routes her brother's route, which follows him and sort of how this one event in his life as a six-year-old has changed the trajectory of his life for the worst. And you see him in current day and the demons that he's facing. And then the other track is of this girl and what happened to her and the life that she lives growing up, not knowing that she was part of this family. And it's just, it reminds me of Celeste Ang's first book, Everything I Never Told You. It's just it's sort of, I keep saying quietly beautiful, which I realize it doesn't sound that selling because when you say something's quiet, it's like, mm. but it's just this beautiful book. And what I've heard from people in my book club that have started reading it and, you know, we read for the whole month and people are done with the book already because they just cannot put it down. It is just such a beautifully written book. And I think if you're someone that likes Celeste Ng, who likes Ann Padgett, this is a great book. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to go back to the drum roll. Okay. Number one. Okay. Number one. My dog's barking too. She's very excited. Is it's the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride? We are big James McBride fans on the team, and this book is interesting because it came out this summer, and my colleague Al Woodworth read it. She has really impeccable taste, and she she loves him, and she loved this book so much. And sort of slowly, the rest of us on the team came to it. And by the time we convened in person to discuss the top ten, this was like hands down, no discussion. We all wanted this to be number one. So this is about a town called Pottstown that's in Pennsylvania and the people that live there. And it's it's really American. It's about immigrants and voices that are not represented and how they come together 
and help each other, how found family is as important as family that you're born into. And there is a mystery that runs through it, but it's just the characters in this book, you you really like mourn for them when the book is over because you you love them so much. They're such complicated people. And the book's also funny, which I think is something that, I mean, you mentioned like these are heavy books. Like it means that's a lot to heavy. me. Not not heavy, just subsi- substantial. Okay, that's fine. It's a little different in my head. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think there are pieces of this book that are just so funny. And to me, that's that's important when you say best book of the year. Like it needs to have something. And it, this has so much. It has, I mean, so many things that are honestly so current to our everyday life. And then this element of humor and love and acceptance and really like this very true American story of of different cultures, of different people coming together with a common cause. Hmm. It's just, it's a beautiful book. So here's my question. You have Sarah Select's book club and every month, because I watch eagerly because I feel like we have very similar dates and some of the things yeah. that you're picking. Why are those not just your favorites of the year? Like taking all those together, those picks? Well, because it's not Sarah's best books of the year, number one. <laughs> this is my team. Okay. And I have a particular kind of taste and they do too. And mm-hmm. we're not, you know, if you wanted to get my list of best books of the year, like I'll send you an email with them. <laughs> but really, I mean, I want to know the taste of my colleagues who have different lived experience than I do, who have different expertise that I do. I want to know, I didn't know that world building was a thing. And when I talk to someone who knows a lot about fantasy, I learn that. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have read The Art Thief had it not been for my colleague, Lindsay Powers, who is such an... She gets so excited about nonfiction. It just like, it warms my heart. Like, they'll be like, this is a story about drug deals on the street. And she's like, oh my God, I cannot wait to read this. And I'm like, so sad. So she's the one that got behind The Art Thief. And I think that's what you need. Like, you need sort of a well-grounded, well-rounded group of people that bring different views uh, and also, I mean, I love my book club and the the theme is books that I love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think some people can read a book and be like, oh, you would definitely love that. But it also, when I pick a book club book, I want a book that fosters a discussion and a discussion that I think is interesting and mm-hmm. maybe germane to the moment. I'm, uh, I, I wish I picked my book sooner. I will admit that I don't because I'm always behind on my reading. I just made a list of sort of like books I need to read by a certain date. And it's like, no human being could do this, even if they gave up everything else in their life. And, you know, as a working single mom, I got a lot going on. <laughs> and, you know, I, I wish I picked them sooner, but I do try to think about what's happening in the moment. I was excited to pick the Amanda Peters books. She is a Indigenous Canadian and it is Indigenous People's Month. But I don't necessarily set out to say that, you know, like, oh, let's find something for this month that right, right, speaks right. to this. But it, it's great if it works out. Amazing. Wow. I can't believe I get to hear this right from you. This is such a thrill. Thank you so much for sharing this and sharing with the listeners. And some, I've had some of these authors on my podcast. I've had Amanda Peters and I've had Abraham Vergese. And I think that might be it. But now I have to go back and like read up because now I'm feeling really inferior and embarrassed. No, you think so. Speaking of inferior, I am so in awe of everything you do. It is incredible. I don't understand how you do this. And you have a family and it's just, it's amazing. I want, I want all your secrets. See, grass is always greener. We're just, right? we can just be jealous of each other. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, 
we both have pretty great jobs. So let's I, yeah. say that. Yeah, we're we're both very very lucky. This is like dream job, dream dream job central love fest. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for the best books of the year from the Amazon Book Review. Really appreciate it, and look forward to seeing you in person. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Okay, bye, Sarah. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 